0: Hi, and welcome to Connected Conversations for Creatives, a place where creatives like you can learn, grow, and connect. I'm your host, Jennifer Carr, and I have a question for you. What truly makes your heart sing? What sparks joy in your daily life? It may be an old hobby or a buried dream or an unexplored talent. Whatever it may be, if there is something that sparks your true passion, what is holding you back from pursuing it? Are there expectations weighing you down, making you feel overwhelmed or suffocated? Is it a fear of judgment or a failure holding you back? Sometimes being able to do what you love requires you to take risks and sometimes taking risks means breaking the rules. When we let go of the things holding us back, we embrace the possibilities that await us beyond those boundaries and maybe break a few rules along the way. We can unlock the potential to live the life we were always meant to live, one that is fulfilling and full of purpose. Today's guest is a transformational success coach and the CEO and founder of Vickery & Co., a success and leadership coaching firm that helps people like you design lives and businesses that they absolutely love. She's an author, a podcast producer, and a single mom rocking it and leaving her mark on the world. I hope you're as excited as I am to welcome Heather Vickery to the show. Welcome, Heather.
1: Hi, thank you for having me. It was really fun to hear you talk about breaking the rules because that's what I do.
0: You know a little bit break about rules. breaking rules. yeah. <laughs> so write down for us just real quick. What is a transformational success coach? And tell us your journey about getting there, the path and how it's kind of evolved over the years. Okay. Yeah. Just a quick, easy intro question. No problem. <laughs> I mean, give your us your test? life story, whatever.
1: <laughs> so as a transformational coach, what I do is help. You, whoever is ready to transform into the next stage of being, right? Most of us are constantly in a transformational phase. We're no longer who we used to be, and we're not quite who we're going to be. And what do we do with this person here that I don't know? And you want to hold on to those old stories and those old ways of being because they're comfortable, and the rest of it feels a little scary. And so What I help people do is transform by learning to like, love, and trust themselves as this version of them that exists right now in this moment today. So self-confidence, self-compassion, getting rid of limiting voices and, you know, that work, we never get finished doing that work. It's different when we're younger and we're just getting started and we don't have any experience under our belt. But the more you achieve and the more you kind of break through whatever that ceiling above you is, you find that it all sort of resurfaces over and over and over again. And we have to relearn every time to trust ourselves, to listen to ourselves, to take up space, to find that the foundation of value and worthiness within us is enough to take it to the next level instead of waiting for all of those things to appear when you get there, because you know, hint, they won't, it has to be now. And so that work, I call that work uh, belonging to yourself first, learning to come home to yourself and then show up in all of these other places as a whole version of you, instead of looking for something to fill a gap. And I came into this work. I've been an entrepreneur almost my entire adult life. I'm 48. I'll be 49 in December. And I learned very quickly that while I work well with people, I don't work well for people. So entrepreneurship just felt like the natural thing for me. Both of my parents are entrepreneurs and and I jumped in and did that. But for the first 18 years of my career, I had a luxury event and wedding planning firm. And um, while I I loved the work and I loved the industry, something didn't gel right. And there was a moment about 10 years ago in my life where I... Uh, I kind of burned my whole life to the ground if we're being really honest. I actually, um, I came out of the closet after being married for over a decade, having four children. I, you know, I bought my own house for the first time. I bought my own car for the first time. I did all of these really scary things. And I started to think about, you know, who I wanted to be in this next version of me Mm. and what I wanted to give to the world. And I'll tell you, coaching actually found me. I didn't find it. I started to pay attention because once we, you know, awareness plus willingness is what equals change. And so once we start to notice what's happening around us, we begin manifesting in really magical ways. So people were coming to me, they were stopping me, texting me, emailing me, calling me. I want to do this. I want to try this. I want to start this. I think you can help. I'm like, Oh, maybe I can help. Hmm. And, uh, after doing a lot of my own internal work, I was like, okay, let's give this a go. And it, it was just the right spot. So that is through my own literal transformation. I became a transformation coach and helping other people learn to do the same thing and how we do it and how we talk about doing it and how I present it has shifted over the last decade, of course, because that's progress, but the core of what it is, that's always been the same.
0: That is amazing. Like just, and it's so true. I mean, it is so true. And, and it's a lot of times I'm not saying that men don't face the same transformations, but as women, we tend Mm -hmm. to, our identity changes constantly, you know, depending on the season of life we're in, depending on the struggles we're facing. physical changes that happen as we age gracefully and sometimes less <laughs> than gracefully, you know, and so that transformation is it, it's pretty constant. You know, we always yeah. make the um, comparison to like a butterfly where, you know, we had this one metamorphosis and I'm like, I'm sorry, no, because I am not the same person today that there I was several. two years ago. Yeah, yeah. Like it's a constant thing yeah. Um. and and just renewal. And I think that it's fantastic that you have found the platform where you can, you know, reach out and be that lifeline for some people that says, Hey, you know, I can relate. I know what you're going through. It may not be the exact same thing, but let me walk with you alongside you through that.
1: Absolutely. I like the butterfly analogy because it's gooey and Hmm. messy, right? That Mm -hmm. metamorphosis that we think about, they literally the caterpillars literally turn to nothing do. And then they emerge as these beautiful things, but you're right. They do it once and we do it over and over. And I find we have some really notable transitional phases in our life. Some we can't predict, but some we can. We were talking right before we started recording about having children and having teenagers. And, you know, in this phase of the early adulthoodness, we tra- we t- really transition a lot as parents, as mothers, especially like from being the ones that need to do the things that where our job is to actually teach them how to being guides, to letting them teach themselves how, and just sort of being the fallback person, right? And it is hard and they do not teach you, you know, I think this could be a metaphor for just about anything in life and in business, but they don't teach you how hard it is to let go when it's time to change. Mm. Right. And, and I am specifically, I should say your face. I I feel that. So it, (laughs) it feels so deeply. They don't certainly do it as parents. Um, We don't ever talk about that. We talk about how hard infancy is and how hard toddler Mm -hmm. is and how tired we all are and running around. If you want to think about your business, it's the same thing. We talk about how hard it is to get started and, and then, And then you're kind of toddling off, but wait, what's not working? What is working? We're doing all this stuff. We're very active in the moment. And then something has to shift because that's the natural flow of life. And we have to let go of what we thought we knew or what was good or what was maybe even great to usher in a new phase that is necessary you know, we face these things everywhere, big, you know, existential moments with Heather Vickery right now. Like my (laughs)
0: daughter's going off to college in a month. (laughs) Oh, oh, and I'm here for it. You know, I think that uh, a lot of times, especially as creatives, we can get stuck in, We're known for being open-minded when it comes to our art and and our creativity, but a lot of times we we have a closed off mindset and whether it's, you know, fear or, um, you know, the comparison game, whatever that may be, um, we have to break out of that fixed mindset and like growth mindset. It's a huge thing. Like I talk about it all the time. I'm like growth mindset, mostly because I came to a, a realization just in the last probably two and a half, three years where I was like you know what? I could do so much more. I can be so much more, but I was so closed off to the idea because I thought nobody wants to hear what I have to say. Nobody wants to read the words that I want to put on, you know? And so Mm -hmm. um, I had to find this point where it didn't matter if I was getting compliments or, you know, judgments or one stars, whatever. I had to listen to the voice in my head that was saying, you can do more. And so there was a shift, like you have to shift that mindset
1: shift that focus for sure. It's actually the very first gratitude journal I ever published is called shift your focus for just that reason. And being open-minded, you know, there are limitless possibilities in life, but as people, we limit ourselves Mm -hmm. and we stay in, in our binary zones of what we think we know, what we believe will be true. Whatever you believe will be true, will be one way or the other good or bad. Mm -hmm. So It's very important for me to expand those horizons, to talk to new people, to explore new things, to be learning, putting myself out there so that I could see possibility from another perspective. And as a coach, that's always the perspective I want to be giving my clients is, okay, so what do you know to be true here? Is is that the only thing that could possibly be true? Could something else be true? Okay, well, if something else could be true, you know, what is it? What's possible? Sort of exploring all of those things and getting out of what we believe we know for sure and into a space of, oh, I don't know. And that's exciting instead of terrifying. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, and so you've you've developed a method that kind of helps your clients break free Yes.
1: Yeah. And
0: is that something you want to talk about? Sure. Um, the, the brave method
1: is that it's going get method. that right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The brave method. So I always joke that brave is my business. Um, I believe from my own lived experience and from all of the clients that I've supported throughout the years that, um, that fear is not the enemy, that fearlessness is not the goal. Uh, we have fear and fear is a natural, normal human emotion. We can learn a lot from what we're afraid of we can learn a lot about ourselves we can really push ourselves so i would say fear either owns you or it empowers you and the choice is really yours what do you want to do with it and so it's about bravery i i lean into how do we revolutionize what it means to be brave how do we show up in our lives today in this moment what feels brave right now and some days that's going to be massive and maybe everybody would look at it and thinks that that's brave and some days Maybe it's taking a nap or telling somebody no or finding time to take a shower. Maybe that's the bravest thing you do today. Uh, writing an email. I'm in the process of writing a sales email where, where once again, I have to tell my story, which I just told you very briefly, but every time I have to write it, I face the same like fear of, oh, what if I don't do this well? Or what if they don't like me? You know, all of those things come up. So the BRAVE method, BRAVE is an acronym. And of course I chose that acronym because BRAVE is my business and um, BRAVE stands for boundaries, what I call the three R's, reassessment, reframing, resilience, action, and accountability, vulnerability, and then the E is expand and empower. And I'm actually going to start there since BRAVE is an acronym. It doesn't have to go in order, but E expansion and empowerment. That's the result. That's what we get when we do all the rest of the work. And I like to remind people, or maybe you'll be hearing this for the first time today. I'm not sure. Um, Empowerment is inside work. No one can empower you, but you, no one can expand you, except you. And so I kind of call both. I didn't ask if I could use curse word. Hopefully that was okay. On anybody who says I empower people to X. No, they don't. We can guide, we can coach, we can lead, we can mentor, we can do all of these things, but the empowerment, you give that to yourself when you show up. So B is for boundaries, right? Boundaries are limits that define acceptable behavior. And the brave part of it is you get to decide what's acceptable. We're breaking some rules there, right? Like, oh, it's not acceptable to sacrifice myself all the time for everybody else. It's not acceptable to be a people pleaser. It's not acceptable to be a perfectionist. It's not acceptable to put my life on the back burner, to do something for somebody else, whatever you want it to be. It's not acceptable to be available 24 seven to all of your clients. It's not acceptable to um, give 25 revisions on this creative project, right? What are your boundaries? What are your limits that define acceptable behavior? When you set those boundaries, you get to understand yourself, the results, the desires, the direction that you want, and it really clears up a lot of communication challenges because all of a sudden everybody knows what's going on. We're all on the same page. So you know what to expect from me. I know what to expect from you. Easy peasy, right? Easier said than done, but boundaries are game changers. They're I really think they are the key to guilt-free freedom. I am a big mm-hmm. fan of boundaries and, um, From boundaries, we move into the three R's, which is really where the meat is. It's probably my favorite letter in the brave method, reassessment, reframing, and resilience. I said this earlier, awareness plus willingness equals change. You have to look at what is happening. How are you spending your time? How do you feel about how you're spending your time? What's getting you the results you want? What do you not like? All of that. Pay attention. You have to reassess constantly what's going on so that you can Decide what do you want to keep, what do you want to add, what do you want to change or shift or stop doing. You can reframe all of your learning opportunities in that space, right? Some people are going to call them failures or mistakes. I'm not. I'm going to call them learning opportunities. Mm -hmm. Um, I host a podcast called Was It Chance, and we did an interview this morning. We always ask everybody what their relationship with failure is, and I got the best answer I've ever heard, and I've heard a lot of them, which was. your answer to what failure is to you is absolutely relative to whether or not you've decided you are successful or not. Mm. Because if you make 100 phone calls and only book one, if you've decided you're not successful, all you focus on is the 99. If you've decided you're successful, all you focus on is the one, you're like, hell yeah, okay, I booked one. So now I just need to do 100 more and I'll get one more, right? Right. It's all in your perspective. And so we have to be reframing that mindset, reframing the things that didn't work and to find a way to make them work so that we can understand what we wanna shift. And resiliency is the number one key indicator into whether or not a person will be successful. Do you get Mm. up and try again differently? Mm. Maybe not better, but we know what you did before didn't work. So how do we do it differently? So those are the three R's and I use them literally all day, every day. And then action and accountability, look, you know, nothing works unless we do. Mm -hmm. We have to show up and do the thing. That doesn't mean you have to hustle all the time. I'm not saying that. I am not an advocate of that. In fact, in human design, I'm a projector. I rest first. That is the way that I am most successful. Mm -hmm. Um, I use human design in all of my coaching components because it's game-changing work for me. But you still have to show up. You have to do the thing. You have to be able to delegate the thing. There's an, an action there, right? Um, it's almost a form of speeding up time of time traveling is delegation, right? Because you're taking Mm -hmm. it off of your plate and spreading that responsibility Mm -hmm. around. So it's almost a magic key to be able Mm -hmm. to delegate and who is helping you stay accountable, whether it's people on your team, your family, your own coach or mentor, your partner, whatever that looks like, making sure that you have good accountability systems in place is really key to whether or not you're going to manifest your dreams and desires or not. And then from there and this just feels like the most logical thing ever is you've got to do it authentically and vulnerably. As Brené Brown says vulnerability is the birthplace of invention, right? It it is it is where all of the transformation really happens. And when we decide to show up as our most honest, authentic, vulnerable selves, All of a sudden things shift. People start reacting to us differently. They respond. They see things. They see themselves. When I came out and chose to show my true self to the world, everything opened up. Because if you're blocking off who you are, you're blocking off
0: everything. Mm. So that's the brave method. That is It's, it sounds like a lot, but it's really like, these are things that you can make habits that they can become absolutely natural extensions of of your everyday. just you wake up and this is how you process your day um and I agree 100 boundaries are a game changer and that's you know that's true personally professionally you know acquaintance like all those all those ways like you have to have boundaries um people without boundaries they tend to not value themselves very much absolutely Um, and people can tell mm -hmm. so that's the thing right you get you We teach
1: people how to treat us. So mm-hmm. if you don't have boundaries and they can run all over you, they're going to run all over you because you've told them they can.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and it's so it's freeing. There is freedom in boundaries. And that is something absolutely. that people don't understand.
1: <laughs> absolutely. Your key to guilt-free freedom, a hundred percent, because mm-hmm. so, you know, with, I have uh, my private coaching includes a coach on call component. So we communicate via an app called Telegram. They can message, my clients can message me anytime they want. My boundaries are, I check those messages between 10 a.m. and 5 p.m. Monday through Friday. And that's on me, right? So their boundaries can be whatever they want. I've clearly communicated mine and we're all good. So if they message me on Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m., I don't respond and I don't have to feel bad about not responding because they already know what the rules are. But we break rules, but you know what I mean. What the ground rules are of how we're going to communicate, what those boundaries are. And I love that you said we can apply this in our everyday life in every possible way. And you really can. I've recently had a client who lost her mother. Well, she lost her mother about a year ago, but she recently reached out to me and said, if I hadn't had the brave method, I don't know that I could have survived this grief process, but it allowed me to be really honest and to set all of these things in place as I went through this process you can use it for anything it's yes. absolutely game changing
0: yes i think so too now let's let's apply it to the life of a creative Ooh. um you know yeah because <laughs> you need you know, <laughs> it i know you need it <laughs> we, we do desperately um because you know boundaries with creatives, again, that goes like your, your time is money. Um, and, and you are not just automatically required to give up your time or your efforts or anything like that. So yeah, boundaries are important, but you know, being a creative requires collaboration and communication and learning new skills. And of course there's rejection and setbacks that come with the territory. So, How would we equip creatives to push through the roadblocks using the brave method? Absolutely. I'm so glad
1: that you asked that question, Jennifer, because I think people in the creative fields often feel like they can't set boundaries Mm -hmm. or that they have to be available all the time. You know, it just feels like somehow, even though you're all free spirits and you do all these magical things, that somehow you don't get to create the rules that work for you so when i say break the rules what i mean is break all the societal rules that don't serve you and make your own write your own rules Mm -hmm. um and so i would say you know really thinking about what works for you what feels good for you how you want to be spending your time that's how you would uh, apply the brave method as a creative so if we're gonna you know go through that list having do you want to have a consistent schedule or do you not want to have a consistent schedule I have one creative client who museums bring him so much inspiration and so much joy, but there's a lot of guilt around taking the time to go to a museum. And he somehow thinks he has to do that in his personal life and personal time. And I said, you know, if that's how you're getting inspired to do your work, then set a day a week that you go and do that, right? Allow yourself to do whatever it is that's going to bring out the thing that you're looking for. Um, Can you, do you have to do it all on your own? can you have help? Can you delegate? What part doesn't have to come from you, right? You don't have to do everything all the time. You don't have to be everyone to every Mm. person all the time. So finding ways for you to do the thing that only you can do and birth into the world. Can you get support around other things? Can you set boundaries around revisions? Yes, you can set boundaries around revisions. Can you have creative hours where you're not taking client calls. Absolutely. You can like, you can do all of those things. And it always comes back to how are you spending your time and how do you feel about how you're spending your time? And if those two things don't line up, something has to shift. So whether it's a boundary or delegation asking for help, saying no, Ooh, that's a big one. Say no. Maybe sometimes it's saying yes. One of my favorite books of all time is Year of Yes by Shonda Rhimes. And she says in this book, we're always saying yes to something mm. and we're always saying no to something, right? So make sure what you're saying yes and no to are the things you want to be saying yes or no to. Mm. Be conscious and aware of those things because then you can make more choices that are aligned, right? The more knowledge is power, the more, you know, the more, you know, the more you can do, the more you can grow in the ways that you want to be growing. Progress is never going to be linear. And if you're not practicing those three R's, you're not looking at it. You might just feel low. It might just feel icky all the time, but what's really happening, right? How do you get really honest with yourself about that? So it works really well in a creative field. You just got to find the way that works best for you. The truth is we're all lucky. We just have to figure out in what ways are we lucky?
0: And I think some of that comes down to with who you surround yourself with. Um, the, the A in brave is a huge for me in the creative realm, like having taking action, but also having accountability. That is one of those things that um, we like to think that our work is our work. And nobody gets to help us with our work. Nobody gets a say in our work. Um, But that is, it's very limiting as well, because nobody is sitting there holding the flame to your feet saying, Hey, it's time for you (laughs) to take action, to do the next thing. Edits are coming up. It's time to follow through uh, or whatever the case may be. You've got to, you know, there's got to be some accountability. So, but you have to choose very carefully who you surround yourself with and who you want to hold you accountable.
1: Absolutely. And a, a coach is a great way to help stay accountable mastermind Mm -hmm. groups. Um, I have accountability relationships. I have several different kinds of accountability relationships. A couple of people that I meet with weekly, a couple of people that I meet with monthly. Then I have some group scenarios, whatever feels like the right thing that I need at the time right now, as we're recording, this will be finished when it airs, but I decided I wanted to write a book in August, which feels a little bit like a a bit off a little more than I could chew (laughs) right now, as we are on the eighth of August. Um, But I knew that I would not hold myself accountable to it. So I went out onto social media and said, who else wants to write in August? I don't care what you're writing. You can, I'm writing nonfiction. You can be writing a novel or blog posts or copy edits or whatever you want. But will you write with me every business day for an hour and a half? And that's what we're doing. we opened it up to the public. Anybody could come. So I created an accountability system to help me show up for myself And there were times in my life where there would be shame attached to that. Well, why can't you just do the thing, Heather? Mm -hmm. Well, you know what? Because, because I can't, because I have four kids and because I have all of these other things and we, we have the incubator and coaching programs and all of these things happening. It's very Mm -hmm. easy to go down the rabbit hole with any of the things you have going on. So in order to prioritize it, I had to set aside something specific for it. And I have learned to make that a superpower instead of
0: attaching shame to it. Mm, oh, that shame, it'll, it'll get you like it will get you. And that's, and that shame, it makes it hard to be vulnerable. It makes it hard to be authentic because then you're afraid of that judgment that comes with that vulnerability. So, you know, that, that is one of those things you kind of have to work through that process. You know, yes, I want to be held accountable, but you also have to push through and understand that if you want to be held accountable, it has to be you, your authentic self being held accountable, not the person that You want them to see. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, Shame is a sticky
1: subject, right? Because we can find reasons to be ashamed for everything. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And part of breaking the rules Mm -hmm. is deciding that that isn't something for you to be shameful about. Again, I, I kind of casually dropped human design, but for me, that has been the game changer in releasing most of my shame is understanding how I'm innately designed to experience the world. And when I do custom readings for people, they go, Oh, I feel so validated. I feel so seen. Mm -hmm. Oh, people always told me I shouldn't act that way, or I'm not supposed to do this, but you're telling me that, that that's how I'm built. And I said, yeah. And that's like this massive freedom technique. Right. So you can rewrite that. You don't have to live in that shame spiral. And,
0: and, and we're not saying that this is an overnight process. We're not saying that you you could immediately make a choice and be, because it is going to be Just like a butterfly that has to spend the time, (laughs) you know, getting like dissolving and coming back, you know, it's, it's not an overnight, but it is, it does start with a choice. Like you do have to make the choice to make the change. You do.
1: And, and I don't remember if I said this in the actual interview or if we said it right before we started, but. It's repetitive work and we wish that it weren't, but as soon as you reach a certain level of success or you've checked off a certain number of goals, then all of a sudden you go, oh, but do I know enough or can I actually do the next thing up? I had a client Mm -hmm. come to me a couple of weeks ago and said, "Um, can you help me figure out how to dream differently? And I said, what do you mean with that question? And she said, I have achieved everything I ever set on my dream list and I can't, even figure out what else I would want to dream about. I don't even know what it is. And of course it's there, right? Because we put these parameters on ourselves. And so, yeah, she had done amazing things. And now how do we dream bigger? How do we dream differently? And so we just revisit the work and it does go a little bit faster each time. Oh, that's right. Oh that works for me. Oh I forgot about that. Okay, okay. Okay, good. But uh, it's having that support. It's having that accountability to push you through to the next thing when you're
0: ready to be pushed through. 100%. Absolutely. Um so in a world that is so like fast-paced and so it's so easy to get um overwhelmed by whatever dreams we may have, whatever career we've chosen, like How do you stay motivated and grounded, like in Mm. the process of like constantly living through the brave process?
1: (laughs) Uh, Choosing bravery every day reminds me that I am in fact alive and Mm. it's humbling to think about, again, I said this earlier, what feels brave to me today. So there was probably a time where doing a podcast interview would have been terrifying showing up for that way as brave. It's not anymore, but there are times, there are days where I I don't know if I'm in the mood or I don't know if I feel like it. I'm like, but I'm gonna have made this commitment. Okay, I'm gonna show up. And that's all of a sudden brave again. And it's a thing I know how to do all the time. Um when I'm choosing so when we choose bravely on purpose, we begin to choose bigger and then we win bigger. And then it's contagious to the people around us. So I stay grounded by being really conscious of those choices of learning. Also, I will tell you the work of my lifetime is active surrender. Mm -hmm. And so yes, I'm gonna make the choice that feels brave to me right now. And sometimes that is in action. I wanna be really clear about that. Sometimes it's, you know what? I'm clearing my schedule and I'm gonna take a nap or I'm gonna take a day off and go play with the kids all day because it's the end of summer. Those things are also brave. You get to decide what's brave. Um, And then surrendering the fallout or the how, or I don't know, or all of the rest of it, and trust that the universe has my back, that all timing is divine. It's all going to work out the way that it's supposed to. Surrender is a gift. And I find every time I forget to surrender, the universe will like pound me and like, up, up, you think you can control this, but you cannot. <laughs> so surrender, <laughs> surrender, surrender. I'm like, okay, 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 okay. okay. I get it. I will stop trying to control the narrative and I will, I will just do the thing in this moment. Mm. Mm.
0: That is good stuff. Okay. If there was <laughs> one thing, one thing you wanted listeners to walk away having heard, what would it be?
1: Again, with the easy questions, Jennifer. <laughs>
0: um,
1: I think the one thing is that I would say to you, you are not stuck. Mm. It might feel like you're stuck, but you are not. And you have everything you need right inside of you to shift out. So get creative. You are all creative. Get Mm -hmm. out of that box of what you think, you know, and open up to possibility, whatever that looks like. You do not have to stay in a space that does not feel good to you. I promise you.
0: Mm, Because there is a space that is meant for you to fill. You just have to get into it. Oh, that's good. I love it. Okay. We've covered a lot of ground what else I know, do you want to right? talk about? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what else you got?
1: <laughs> I mean, I can talk about all kinds of things. You know, I think um, some of the things that I actively work with clients on, you know, I'm certified in human design. I'm certified in positive psychology. I'm certified in NLP, which is really a really cool modality, but so much of that focuses on how we choose to show up in the world to manifest what we want. So my podcast that I told you about was at chance is the podcast about taking intentional risk for creative success and manifestation isn't like, Oh, I think I want this. And then it just appears. Manifestation is declaring a thing and then shifting the way you show up in the world so that you can achieve the thing Hmm. so that it becomes yours. And so some of the best tips and and tools that I have to help people with that that I bring into all of my private coaching, into the incubator, which is my group coaching, when I speak on stage, all of that is the power of gratitude. So, in positive psychology, we learn the science behind how gratitude is one of the only things that's been scientifically proven to increase overall joy, happiness, and well being, while decreasing stress, anxiety, and depression. Mm-hmm. Obviously it's a mindset shift. We are not talking toxic positivity here. This does not mean pretend nothing's bad. It means find what's good, find what's working, where you focus the majority of your attention. And then I like to partner that with self-compassion, which Kristen Neff's self-compassion work is game-changing. If y'all don't know it, get to know it. But my incubator, we do a lot of work in the self-compassion realm. I have some custom modalities around it. Um, you can apply all year long. We only open two cohorts a year, but if you're curious and you're interested, you could come and learn more. You could apply and have a chat with me about whether or not the incubator is a good fit for you. It's a 16 week program. Um, we don't start with self-compassion because most of the time that is a really difficult thing to actively practice. Mm.
0: Uh,
1: so we've got to lay the foundation. We've got to do some deep internal work before most of us are willing to actively practice self-compassion but it really is a game changer this notion of um allowing yourself to acknowledge all of your feelings and emotions without judgment and just be Mm -hmm. curious what oh i'm really angry about this what does that mean and i'm allowed to be angry what do I need to know here, right? You can be curious about it instead of be. oh, I'm so mad at myself for feeling mad or I'm so mad at myself for being sad or oh, how stupid do you have to be like, whoa, tender, be tender with yourself. Give yourself a little bit of grace. So, you know, partnering those things, they lead towards manifestation. They lead towards having the life that you desire, whatever your career path is. And mm-hmm. especially as creatives, I'm sure you all are very good at dreaming big, how do you take that and, and make it practical and build what you want out of it? And these ideas, science is catching up with the, the metaphysical and the, the woo-woo, for lack of a better term. It's proving to us that actual vis, you know um, visualization work and EFT tapping and practicing gratitude, all of those things work. They really work. Journaling works. I have three manifestation journals out. They work because you're you're focusing on what you want to create and what you want to shift and then you you behave differently.
0: Yes, that it's it it is literally <clears throat> We, we tease and we say, fake it till you make it. But literally all that means is that you change the way you think about things. And then it changes the way you behave toward things. And it changes the outcome of things like that is, that's mm-hmm. how it it's, it's real. <laughs> um, and, but we make jokes about it. And, and I think it's because it's stuff we don't understand. I think it's uh, people are afraid to understand that there's a lot of mental capacity at work um, when it comes to attitudes and 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 lifestyles and behavior um it's all here it starts here
1: (laughs) so much it's it's actually quite frankly it's all that it's all energy Mm -hmm. it's all about what you decide it is
0: it's Mm -hmm. all mindset all of it yep and and it's that mindset you know it's like no i just i made i made choices well where do you think your choices came from your mindset, obviously. Um, yeah. So yeah.
1: And sometimes we make those things on autopilot, and that's really a, mm-hmm. a core mm-hmm. component of the work I do. Is wait, wait, is that, is that the direction you want to go? Is that the thing that you want to be creating?
0: Mm-hmm. Or was that the easy choice? Was that that just the you know this is what I've told I'm supposed to choose and supposed to want? Did I just make that choice because it was it felt good in the moment? Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. Sometimes you got to make the hard choices. Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you got to make
1: that. I think a lot of the time we have to make hard choices, but if you, if you work on all of the things that we've talked about, it's not that those choices won't feel hard. They will mm-hmm. just feel easier. It's easier to do the hard mm-hmm. thing because you understand why, and you understand where you want to go with it and what you're trying to create. Mm-hmm. And that really does make
0: a tremendous difference. Absolutely. Well, Heather, tell listeners where they can connect with you, with your work, where they can follow you, all that good stuff.
1: Absolutely. The easiest place to find me is to go to com slash social. All of my links are there. I do a live show every Thursday at 11 a.m. Central. You can find it on YouTube, on Instagram, and on Facebook, where I just share. It's called Brave in Action. One little way you can step out of fear and into bravery in your life that day the first Friday of every month, I do a free manifestation power hour. You can just come and hang out and we manifest together in, in a community of people who are all elevating, which is so much fun. Um, I'm all over the place. So find me at com slash social. I really do love to connect and, and, and interact And if you comment on my stuff or you send me a DM, we can chat. And if you um, are open to it, I'd love to offer a gift to your audience. Yeah, let's hear it. Yeah. Okay. The first two people who send me an email and mention this show, I would love to give you a gifted coaching session my treat.
0: Wow. So send her a message. As soon as you hear this, the first two that mentioned the Connected Conversations for Creatives podcast, free coaching session. I mean, thank you. That's amazing. <laughs> That's I'm fantastic. happy to offer it. Yeah. Yes. Okay. All of that will be in the show notes as well, um, where you can find her, where you can get all of her information and connect with her on social media. Heather, this was fun. Thank you for hanging out. It was, I I think, I think somebody could listen to this and walk away with a hundred things or one thing and it will be a game changer for them.
1: Thank you so much. It was really great to be here with you. I appreciate you allowing me to come on and talk to your audience. I think it was a lot of fun.
0: It was a lot of fun. And authors, if you are looking for resources to help you write better stories and more relatable characters, visit my website, jcarwrites.com slash authors.